Hey, it's Slim, and just a heads up before we dive into the podcast today, yes, we know the audio is a little quiet when it comes to the intros to our segments and also some of the stuff that is played during the segments. That is just a technical issue we cannot get around while broadcasting from home. We do realize it's happening, and thank you to the people who have helped us out to at least get a little bit of the sound to come through there. But have no fear, when you get through like the opens to stuff, our voices will be loud and clear. Thank you for tuning in. Jay and Kevin's Hot Topics. Hot Topics. All right, then our Hot Topics is brought to you by Banner Fuel and Geico Insurance. You know what you can do with Geico Insurance? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance, just in case you weren't sure. Boys, we dive I, we dive into some hot topics today. We will stick with the board game conversation we were finishing last hour with. Scrabble. So it's, today's a celebration day of Scrabble, Kevin, because what, what happened with Scrabble? Uh, 1948, uh, Alfred Mosher Butts yes. officially named it Scrabble after calling it Lexicon for, or Lexicon, I think it was. And then crisscross words. He finally settled on Scrabble and began production of the game. I like the crisscross words yeah. name just because of crosswords. I mean, it looks like a big crossword puzzle, but I, I'm, I, Scrabble's a cool word. It's a fun word to say, and it is the only thing I think of with Scrabble is the game. Crisscross words, yeah. I could think of like a hopscotch or, I mean, a uh, jump rope. It could be a jump rope game like Double Dutch. Mm. There's too yeah. many things that crisscross words could be. Scrabble is just Scrabble. So, boys, we ask the question, name one game better and one game worse than Scrabble. I throw it to you guys. The people on the Facebook are starting to chime in with games that are better than Scrabble. I will read them to you. You will tell me if this person is right or wrong based on the Jay and Kevin Show board game rankings. Is... The game, sorry, better than Scrabble. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to say no just because I don't play sorry. I don't really know sorry. Oh, sorry. As a tiebreaker. It's just weird. For some reason, sorry has never been a part of my life. I'll, so I'll, I'll as, have to move on. I'll step in as a tiebreaker and say, Wendy, you're right. It is a better game than sorry. Or, I mean, it's a better game than Scrabble. Sorry is better. Okay, the board game... Yahtzee is Yahtzee better than Scrabble? Jay. Uh, based on fun, yes, I think it's more fun, so I'll say yes. Ah, uh, man, Yahtzee's—it's just so easy. Everybody can play it. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to go. Yahtzee's better. I, okay, so there you go, Christina. You are correct. Yahtzee is a better game. How about this one? Lisa says Mexican Train, which is which is Domino's. Mexican Train, better or worse than Scrabble, wow. boys? Don't know, never played it. Whoa, I'm so I guess I'll have to say worse. Okay. I'm going to stick with Scrabble on this one. Okay, sorry. And I would, uh, Lisa, I'm sorry. Your game, Mexican Train, is actually worse than Scrabble. Uh, Monopoly is getting a lot of worse than Scrabble's. Is Monopoly worse than Scrabble, Jay? Yeah, just based on uh, duration, I'm going to have to say yes. Yeah, and after watching McMillions and the whole scandal, I, yeah, it's worse. <laughs> and finally, is Bloody Knuckles worse or better than Scrabble? <laughs> um, I mean, based on idiocy, yes, worse. <laughs> <sighs> 
so so tough. Uh, yeah, I suppose Bloody Knuckles is worse. If you do not know what Bloody Knuckles is, this is a real thing that that boy. I I don't think I ever saw girls playing this game because they were way you too don't smart. Think? <laughs> Boys would sit there and take their fist and wrap their knuckles against the side of a table until someone gave up because their hands were bleeding. Yeah, Bloody Knuckles. Uh, so, so dumb. dumb. They're just so dumb. <laughs> I think uh, it's the dumb, dumb games we played as boys. That was one of them. You, I don't know if this existed in the United States of America. It existed in, in Venezuela where you could buy switchblades. You would take, we did it with switchblades, but you could do it with a oh, pocket knife. Oh you would stand with your legs as wide yeah. apart as possible. And then you would throw the switchblade in between the other person's legs on the ground. And if it stuck. Stop it. If it's stuck in the ground, you had to take one of your feet and move it to where the switchblade was, the edge of the switchblade. Yes. So now your feet were more narrow. Then you would throw in between the other person's legs, and it would stick. If it didn't stick, nothing happened. And you would play until someone gave up because they didn't want their foot to be hit with the knife. And yeah. we realized really early, like well, not really early. We realized way too late, well, we could just throw the knife into your foot at the beginning of the game. Yeah. But at what point did you guys realize that, Slim, when, when good old eight toes finally gave in? Someone did take one into the foot one time, and we got in a lot of trouble. Gosh. Go figure. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not, someone got in trouble. Imagine and that. Some, we, we played that same game, but we did it with a screwdriver, oh, gee, like man. a big screwdriver. And the good thing about that was it would hit your foot and it would hurt pretty bad, but it wouldn't actually like stick in your foot. So no, nobody had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> the, the concept of the game is really fun. Yeah. The concept of it. But hold on. Let's clear this up. This is not a game anybody should be playing no, right now. Do not no, do not do this. Now, I would say if they could make a product that – like Kevin said with the screwdriver, where it's not going to pierce your foot, and you could go team against team to see who could get more narrow of a gap between their feet, that would be a really fun game. Before, you know, someone misses, one of the teams messes up, that would be a really fun game. But that's going to be, that requires a lot of time and effort and also a very non lethal instrument. Yeah. I mean, you could put a strip of Velcro in between your feet and then have a Velcro ball, and wherever the ball landed, then you'd have to put your foot there. But that's, I mean, if there's zero danger, it's a little boring. We, my mom just texted and said, I don't want to know this. Well, I'm sorry, mom. And it was Michael Belch, so you can go. Oh. That's one of his, my mom's best friends. It was his, it was her son. So, mom, you can take it up with Aunt Lois. Her son was the one who started it, so it's not my problem. <laughs> I was just going with the flow. Slim, someday, uh, years and years and years down the road, you will hear stories from your grown child, and they will—you'll be like, "Nope, I don't know. Nope, nope." Speaking of of grown children, there was a huge discussion over the weekend on the interweb, as there has been for a lot of social distancing times, where kids between the ages of eight and eighteen were asked what the absolute worst household chore was. Mm. Okay. What was the answer? Eight and 18. Uh, what is the worst household chore? According to that age group, you guys have and have had kids in that range. So you have a little a background on this. 
I mean, I'm guessing cleaning the toilets, but I don't even know if that's considered a regular chore. But I'll still say cleaning the toilets. That's a great answer. I'm, I'm assuming, after you said it, that sounds right. I'm assuming that's not a regular chore. I don't think that one would technically count for a kid because I don't. Because here's the thing: if your kid cleans the toilet, you're cleaning it anyway after they're done. The the answer is so stupid, and really? yet it's uh, so obvious. I'm gonna say the thing they have to do the most, like maybe the dishes, like dishes. putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Yeah, way more simple than that, boys. Way more simple than that. I guarantee, each one of you told every single one of your kids to do this multiple times. Cleaning your room. Let's stick in that area, but it's not cleaning. Or maybe just putting your clothes away or picking them up off the floor. Making your bed. Wow. Making your bed comes in as the household chore that most kids between the age of 8 and 18 do not want to do. They will argue it till they're blue in the face about, well, I'm going to get back in there later tonight. <laughs> Why would I make it? I'm gonna me- It's going to get messy again later tonight. That's what I would say anyways. And how about this? For adults... The number one worst household chore was changing the sheets. So from the time we're kids to the time we're older, the main thing we hate has to do with cleanliness of our bed. I slept on my bed last night without sheets because I didn't want to put them back on. No, you didn't. That is a real deal. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. And I may do it again tonight. I don't know. I moved my bed in my room because I have an office in here now. I built like a little office over in the corner. So I moved everything, which is kind of cool because my bed's up against the wall now. And right. it never was against the wall before. So now the one side of the bed That's hard is to going make. to be very difficult to make because yep. it's up against the wall. Yep. And so once I get these sheets back on here, they're on there. <laughs> That's it. But You're done. I didn't figure I should wash these things real good before they're on there for a while. I... Uh, and making your bed is dumb. Making your bed, it, it, there's very little advantage to it. Changing the sheets, I love changing the sheets because there's the payoff of having fresh sheets. Where, you know, they're when you great. get in the bed. Yeah, yeah, I, so true. Kev, I'm I love supporting you and your weirdness. It's one of my favorite things about the show. I'm having a hard time with this one. Well, I think it also is the kind of mattress I have. It has this amazing cushiony thing on top of it like this tempur it's called the cloud but then you sweat and it has like exact- this cloudy oh. comfortable thing on the top of it but you sweat it directly really onto bad, it then no. like then you're the sheet is protecting your sweat mostly from getting mm. directly into that mattress yeah no it's got some sort of weird protection thing on it it's it's different because <laughs> i'm with you i've slept on a mattress before and it was miserable this one wasn't miserable there was nothing bad about it no, it could have also been that I was in my clothes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> in your clothes on top of your bed with no sheets. Okay. Right. Well, here are the questions we have got up on our Twitter. If you would like to follow us at Jay and Kevin on Twitter, you can answer these two poll questions. Is it gross that Kevin slept in his bed without sheets? Followed by, do you believe that Kevin's mattress has a magical protection on it? Look <laughs> <laughs> it up. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. It's yeah. freaky. Like, I'd literally take off my clothes, run around the house with a ball on my nose. They would never know. Kevin James. Like yeah. a clown I nose, or are you that. balancing a ball like a Like bouncing z- a ball like a, like a seal. seal. <laughs> <laughs> no way they notice. Why are you naked? The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. 
Off our text line, Randy said, did you guys ever have mousetrap fights as kids? You know, you remember the game mousetrap, you guys? That was a cool game. You remember that one? Better than Scrabble. Yeah, anything with moving parts like that is going to be better than Scrabble. I mean, you, you had the mousetrap literally trapped your mouse. But Randy says he means real mousetrap fights like you would chuck loaded mousetraps at each other. Ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> can't say as I did. I can't say I did either. That sounds awesome. I, I will tell you, there was a couple more suggestions on Facebook for better games and worse games than the game Scrabble as we celebrate Scrabble today. Is the game of life better or worse than Scrabble? Gosh, I don't remember it very well, but I think I'm going to say better. Yeah, another game that for some reason I don't remember playing. I'm going to go better. So I'm going to, sorry, Jennifer, we're going to go. She said it was worse. Uh, Jennifer, you probably are much wiser in your older age. Uh, life, extremely simple. And Robert said that a worse game, first of all, he said a better game is aggravation. Ooh. I love aggravation. But he said a worse game is 51-card pickup. Now, is that a worse game because you're already one card short or because it's just a worse game? Because a 51-card pickup is the ultimate loss. Not only are you picking up a deck of playing cards, you're picking up a deck of playing cards that's missing a card. Wouldn't it be? Yeah, it would be the worst if it's missing a card you actually needed. Oh, Not man. like a joker. It's terrible. Worst game. Yeah, worse. Yeah. Uh, but like Operation, that is that a that's a board game, right? Oh, yeah. Operation and board game, I'm gonna say worse than Scrabble, but the concept is fantastic. Wow. It's just so hard. Yeah. But, I, would, I would have to oh, say better. I again I like I like games that have moving parts and make noise. Tell you more exciting. Scrabble's, Scrabble's just fun because it really, I, I don't know, I always enjoyed the challenge of, you know, trying to come up with the words, making your mind. I, I just always have enjoyed that part of Scrabble. And I don't even really generally enjoy smart games, but there's just something about that one that really works. Like chess, okay, I, I don't mind chess, but I don't know, it's just not as fun to me as Scrabble. What was the greatest game you made up as a kid? Not necessarily board game, just outdoor game, whatever it was. What's the greatest oh, game you made up? If my mom's still listening, she hates this question because that was all I did growing up. I told my parents I wanted to make games for a living, and I made my family play more stupid games <laughs> over the course of my life growing up in our house. They had to despise weekends and had to be praying that I would spend the night at someone's house or have a basketball event somewhere else because if I was home, I was forcing my family to play the dumbest. Well, maybe the best. I, I thought they were the best, but they potentially could have been the dumbest made-up board games of all time. Wow. Like, so some things never change, and you feel like you're oh. doing the same thing now. It was unreal. We, I would just, I felt, I feel so bad looking back, just handcuffing my parents, who probably prayed for just a night to sit back. Aaron and I could entertain ourselves. They could just catch up on a busy week. Nope. Sean's out here with 15 dice, a, a box, and like a jump rope. <laughs> and now we are spending three hours fine-tuning the rules to a game that's going nowhere. Wow. Okay. That was Our, we never we never made up board games. We would just make up outdoor games. Like, you know, whatever game we could play 
with some sort of ball, some sort of, and in a small area, you'd have to adapt. Like we played baseball on a very, very small field, but because you, you, if you hit a regular, you know, we didn't have baseball, so we had a tennis ball. If you hit a tennis ball with a bat, it's going to go a long way. So we would put the pitcher like 10 feet away, throwing right-handed, and you would have to bat opposite-handed so that even if you hit it, it wouldn't go very far because the place we played in was very small. Fun game. Yeah, that makes most of my games that were made up were just ones where I had to make up stuff to play by myself because after I had been mean to my brother a bunch, <laughs> he decided to stop playing with me because he just said that you're not nice and you're not fun to play with. So I lost my best friend and I lost my my partner to play with. And so I had no one to play with, so I'd have to do all the games where I would throw the ball off the side of the garage or, you know, throw them off the roof of the house and then run and catch it because I had no friends because That's I didn't treat game, my though. brother well. And that is a lesson to learn. Don't be mean to your brother or sister or you could lose a best friend. Wow. I mean, quarantine yeah. has done a lot, Kevin. It's quarantine education right there. I had that conversation with Judy's girls the other day. I told them, and their eyes were so big when I told them how Uncle Keith wouldn't play with me. And they were like, what, really? And I'm like, yeah, he was. He did not because I wasn't nice to him. And so you got to be nice to each other because then you always have a best friend to play with. <laughs> Throw the ball up in the roof game. You can go on for hours, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we used to play that all the time when the basketball would go flat and we didn't. My dad would be like, well, because somebody like threw it and it got and we the fences around our our house had the prongs up you know the the chain link fences had the prongs up because we had a mean neighbor and i remember it popped the basketball one time and i can't remember if it was my brothers threw it at each other what happened but we popped it so my dad was like you're not getting another one that's it should have taken better care of it so we played the throw the ball up on the roof game for like a hundred hours until we could finally get a new basketball we <laughs> The game, the way we play again, we did the dumbest things growing up. We would do the throw the ball in the roof game. We had a really long roof at our at our school, and the school property was open a lot of the time during summers to a lot of us kids. And we would put a broom down, and marking the beginning spot for the game. You throw the. This is so dumb. I'm going to just say we did it with a screwdriver because Kevin made it sound so much smarter earlier as opposed yeah. to a switchblade. So let's just say we had a <laughs> screwdriver in our hand and we would throw the ball on the roof. You would then run as far as you thought you could, the opposite, like down the building from where you threw the ball. You'd stab yeah. the screwdriver in the ground and then you had to run back and make a diving catch on the other side of the of the broomstick and then it would be like that's the record for the day like can you get further than where that screwdriver is and still get back and make the catch and we would do that for hours and I look back and think well that's great we were running as fast as we could like almost falling with a screwdriver in our hands oh yay but it was fun huh <laughs> <laughs> it was fun I, I guess looking back on it we all survived so technically all of us won but one of our buddies yeah. was terrible at it so he lost I, I like how Randy says this is how basic games were when he was growing up off the text line. Steep driveway. You would turn the hose on and then each of you and your buddy would each pick a water stream to see which stream oh. hit the bottom of the driveway first. No, that's a great game, Randy. And then you that's would, way you would, more fun with P, though. 
<clears throat> Especially if you had a deck at the top of the driveway. Oh. You, you had to be able to put barriers along the way, though. Yes. So there That's had to correct. be some potential barriers in there to mix things up. No, Randy, the stream game is that's a I think that one still is a fun game. Still legit. Let it's, me look it up real quick on Board Game Geek. Stream game. <laughs> um by the way, Operation <laughs> according to Board Game Geek, the 18,753rd oh. best game of all time. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Right. Stream that's terrible. game number 7. <laughs> okay. Number and seven one more overall. game for you. How about yeah. this game? Bob has texted in in high school, they would play Wrestlers against basketball players in basketball, but the wrestlers could tackle you. Oh, man. <laughs> so terrible. What a game. <laughs> what a game. I'm sure backed by the high school and the coaches at the time. Uh, they had to be a big fan of it. <laughs> going in for a layup wham just tackled straight to the ground is war a good game or a bad game it depends how long you want to keep your kids busy so just in general you have the kids come up and say dad you know they're younger they go dad let's play war are you playing it or are you recommending another game I would imagine in 2020 it's called something different, but I would think I would, uh, I'd play it. I'd play it. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, right? I, it's maybe not the most 2020 game of all time, but eh. <laughs> we're in different <laughs> times right now. Let them do it. Yeah, it takes forever, but why not? Would you play it, Slim? Well, I mean, again, maybe this is just 20 days of quarantine speaking. 100%. <laughs> It if, probably is because, you know, in two months, you're like, there's no way I'm playing that game today. You're like, well, how many times you want to play it? Yeah. If someone sent me a link on the Internet right now to play them in war, I would play. <laughs> That's where we are. Yeah. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Now that I'm seeing these texts, like hey. this one says, I bought a dog together. Always had an agreement that if anything happened, you know. Oh. You get the dog. Kevin James. A pre if you will. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. All right, well, we have this. Oops, let's do this. All right, well, we have a chance for you to honor somebody who's an essential worker. And by doing that, you can do, well, first of all, here's how you do it. You go to the big 99.9 coyotecountrycom and all you have to do is just submit them. So you'll say, oh, you know, Slim is an essential worker, and I really appreciate Slim because of et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So, and that's how you nominate somebody. And then every weekday, we, we pull one out, and we read it on the air. And then they get themselves a $50 gift card. I love it. Pretty simple. Uh, and here's today's. Dear Jay, Kevin, and Slim. My husband works for Homeland Security. He's a TSA agent and has been for nearly a decade. He's been a supervisor for the past several years. He's a hard worker, dedicated to his work. He's also dedicated to supporting our family, our girls, helping homeschool, and helping me while I've been ill and in and out of the hospital recently, even through emergency surgery. Works very long hours. 
And even through all those government shutdowns where he worked weeks without pay, he never seems to complain. During the COVID crisis, he's done the same thing he's always done, keeps plowing ahead without any complaints, doing his best to support his coworkers, his family, and especially me. Couldn't ask for anyone better to be by my side. Thanks. So that was from Tricia nominating her husband, Ty, who is working through it. And I would imagine, you know, that even with the flights less than they normally are, being a TSA agent during this time can still have its, you know, concerns. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and great job, Ty. And thank you. And, and enjoy that $50. I hope he wastes it on something fun for himself. Agreed. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Why not? Congrats. I mean, have a little fun with it for well. Uh, all right, fellas, are you ready for our final thoughts? Yes, sir. Final thoughts. Okay, Slim, you can go first. All right, well, TC had a great idea last week. I don't know if anyone's taken him up on it, but he threw his name out there for an open invitation to invite TC to any Zoom happy hours. So if you were having a Zoom happy hour, TC would jump in and he would be part of your happy hour. He said he'd DJ music for you and fun stuff. It, it's great. TC is awesome for that. And he would guaranteed spice up your Zoom happy hour. So I, I want to throw my name now in the hopper. If you have all this talk about board games this last hour, if you are doing any kind of board game, game, I don't care what the game is, anything that's game related on Zoom and you need an extra player, I'm in. Get, get a hold of me on, on the Jane Kevin Facebook page or however, and I will I will be in on that because that sounds really fun. So TC is going to be your happy hour guy, and I, I will gladly join in as an extra for any Zoom games, you, any Zoom game nights you need help with. Nice. That's awesome. And That's believe cool. me, Slim will spice up your game. There's no question about it. And, I mean, I just spent an hour looking at that website, Board Game Geek, looking for games that are better and worse than Scrabble. And it has got me remembering there are a ton of really stinking fun and creative games out there. All right. Very good. Kevin. Thoughts. Well, well, well. It's funny Slim brought that up because I was going to offer my services. Whoa. Yeah. Anybody who is just having a personal conversation on Zoom or anything where there's, you know, just regular family talk or whatever, let me know. I'd love to be part of it. I love to just chit chat. I'm like, uh, I'm a good listener. I can listen to all your problems. If you need advice, I could give you advice. I'm not saying it's great advice. I haven't necessarily got life figured out myself, but I'll try. So pretty much personal problems. Any personal problems, anything along those lines, let me know. <laughs> I'm here to join you. You're going to help with them, right? Not create them for them? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I'll share some of mine as well. I, I don't mind. I'm an open book. That way we can all just talk and get through this together. So anybody who needs an extra person on their Zoom for that, let me know. That'll be my forte, I, I feel like. Uh, now, on that note, I, I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just the quarantine or if it's the going back and forth from being at Judy's house with the girls and then coming back here where it's very different, you know, for a week or whatever, just depending on what our schedules are like. Okay. So it gets very weird, but I have found myself and I don't know if it's quarantine or that I'm super 
emotional. Like stuff that's funny is 10 times funnier to me. Stuff that I would normally maybe not laugh out loud at, I like laughed. There was a video yesterday of just a dumb little 10 second video that I laughed out loud so many times at. And I thought there's no way I would, I would normally go, that's funny, but I, I'm laughing out loud at it. And then emotion, like crying, if I'm watching something and it's even semi-emotional, I, I, I will just start crying. And I'm like, what is going on? Why am I so much more emotional? I don't know if it's the, you know, the change of pace from being at Judy's and then coming home and missing her and the girls, or if it's just the flat out, I've been quarantined and I'm an emotional mess. I think that's pretty normal. I would have to agree with both of those. In fact, that's going to be my thoughts. No way. Is that I watched on Twitter over the weekend a 93-year-old veteran come out of his house, stand on his front porch, and do this little dance. Okay. And and I thought it was the most entertaining thing I had seen that day. There's no way I would have thought that was that entertaining. I mean, it would have been, oh, that's cool, but... Right, You know, pre-virus, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, look at that old man. That's awesome. Hmm. I watched it like seven times. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> maybe we're less jaded. We're certainly more emotional, Kevin. I think, I think we're more emotional because you are bombarded with terrible news throughout the week. Yeah. That could be it, yeah. yeah. And therefore, when something hits you that might be, it might even be a TV show, or whatever it might be where you're like, oh, my gosh, that you're oh. just more so in tune to all this stuff that I feel like that's why. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but there's no doubt it is definitely the emotions are a roller coaster. And I just thought I, I tried to watch an episode of Friday Night Lights season five where, you know, it's the last <laughs> season. That's I was right. literally bought like out of control bawling where I'm like, OK, now you, you've got to stop. <laughs> Yeah, I think Slim, have you noticed yourself being more emotional or no? A, a little bit. I'm pretty emotional as is, so I think if I got yeah. more emotional, it would be really, I well, I would be ban- banned from the house. So I don't think much, much more, but I know my wife has. I noticed it in my wife. She has even commented on the fact that she has been more emotional to things in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's that's why it's sometimes it's good when you guys are offering your services on Zoom to be able to, you know, reach out to other people. Maybe that helps you be less emotional because you're talking to more people. I don't know. I'm just thinking it is one of those things where with all the stuff, it's just sometimes it starts weighing you down. Then the next thing you know, you're like, why am I crying over the fact that the garbage disposal isn't grinding up that lemon? <laughs> it's it's happening, people. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're clear. <laughs> <laughs>